heed my warning. Do not proceed. For this room can either be your sanctuary, or it can be your grave. The choice is yours. Fuck you. Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I want to play a game. You have been hypercritical of the films that you review. This Halloween, you will be forced to sit through all seven Saw films. Let's see if you can make it through these new metal filled films alive. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Blood and Black Rum Podcast. I'm Ryan from the MoosedeadWorld.net. I'm joined by my co-host, Martin. How's it going? I was waiting for you to maybe chime in with your own introduction, but... No, no, you, you always... <laughs> I, do, I do it so well that yeah. you just, you know, you yeah. let me do it for yeah, you all so, the time. That's you. You're the one that's always saying, and my co-host, Martin. Yeah, that's then, true. Yeah. Works well. Yeah, works well. Uh, we're back with uh, another one of our uh, Halloween series episodes. You know that we've been doing all of the Saw series, you know, to commemorate their Halloween releases in the in the recent past. So uh, we're we're on uh, to Saw Five now for episode forty-two. Getting to the home stretch. And we are. We're coming up to the home one. So we've got two more to do. Um, are you feeling strong? Feeling weak. Or are you feeling strong, I should say, for, <laughs> for Saw 5? Um, you're feeling weak, huh? That's not good. Yeah. The human body can run on five pints of blood. <laughs> uh, apparently, it sucked most of the life out of you in, in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Saw 5. It's, uh, it's, this film is, um, as we'll talk about, You like I said, with Saw 4, it's like they're learning. They're mm-hmm. You know, and, and that was the end of Darren Lynn Bousman's, yeah. uh, you know, trilogy of films for, for the Saw series. Um, and now we're on to um, a new director, uh, David Hackle, who I, I don't really know much about David Hackle, to be honest with you. I know that he did, um, we're, we're like coming into the, his version of Saw, um, I mean, he really only did one, so Saw 5 is his only like real you know, venture into the territory. And I think more so than anything else, he was a production designer because he only has a few directing credits. Um, one of them being, or two of them being actually uh, just just TV shows. So, you know, he's worked on a lot of on uh, films as a production designer. Uh, but but other than that, you know, he doesn't have a lot of, of uh, experience with, uh, you know, making film as a director. Oh, so yeah. that kind of shows because Saw yes. 5 was his first directing attempt, you know, and I guess maybe that's something, it has something to do with like being on the productions of Saw 2 through 4. He's well, thinking like, oh, I can, you know, I can well, take I th- the reins. Well, I think he probably, from what, uh, what I could gather from watching it, it's like he took the worst aspects of Saw 3 and just made it even worse. Right, because when we're talking about Saw 4, we found that, like, oh, you know, some of the more annoying parts of Saw 3 and Saw 2, they've been cut out. You know, there's not all those crazy transitions of, like, 
you know, the camera swinging around aimlessly and terrible editing doing circular and... motions and editing and mm. not even actually not even like a lot of the green Light. backdrops. Mm. It was more so like just different colors. Like there was a mm. red room there, you know, they had different colors in there. But Saw 5 is kind of back to those bad habits in full force. You know, they were started in Saw 3. And yeah, it, it does seem like, you know, David Hackle really went back to that, you know, the ideas that Saw 3 had. I think that's probably the well, strongest. Uh, I was going well, to say, well, not necessarily that it started in Saw 3. It's been, they've been continuous throughout the entire series. I think Saw 3 is where they amped them up. Yeah. And then Saw 4, they're like, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that. We should tone it down a yeah. little bit. But then, yeah, but I'm saying, like, Saw 5 goes back to that Saw 3 ver- ver- yeah. version of it. Like, let's, like, let's like amp it up as much as possible. And you were saying, I think that maybe this is probably even over more over the top than Saw 3 was. Yeah. Which was your least favorite yeah. at the time. And now you're not saying anymore. Saw 5. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Saw 5. Not anymore, it's not. Saw 5 is now the worst one. Now... In comparison, before we talk specifically about Saw 5, where does Saw 3 rank now? Like, does it seem a lot better? Like, is it a lot no, better than Saw 5? No, not a lot better, but I mean, now it, you know, when you had, like, the list of four, what I said, you know, for me to be Saw 4, then Saw, mm. and, um, like, and I think Saw, first Saw, then Saw 4, then Saw 2, then Saw 3. Now, it's, it's the same, but it'd be, you know, Saw 5 is now, you know, mm. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and, it's, it's, and it's you know what, and it's not even close when I think about it because as much as I didn't like Saw three at all, this film is pointless. Mm. You didn't need, it. and I I kind of understand too if they're setting up, which obviously setting they're setting up for Saw six. This, I would this, say yeah. This I mean, does nothing though to set up Saw six. Not really. Doesn't there, nothing happens in this film. This isn't like a traditional like you're watching. Um, like Empire Strikes Back for Star Wars, where it's the it's the middle of the trilogy, you know. Obviously, not everything's explained. It ends on like a downer, but you know, you know, there's like gonna be a follow up, so you can live with that. This like, and but at least stuff that's meaningful happens in that movie. Mm. Nothing meaningful happens in this film, and there's only well, I guess you could say the one meaningful thing is which spoiler is uh, Agent Strom's death at the very end. But you didn't need this whole movie just to, uh, yeah. to get to it. They basically took the same plot of Saw 4, basically, of with uh, the cop from the last film and being a game because he's... He's too obsessed again. Yeah. It's literally, it's... Cu- it's, it's the same thing, yeah. yeah. Agent Strom is but, now too obsessed with the the whole uh, Saw, the Jigsaw killings. But would you, I wouldn't even say he's too obsessed, though, just because... I would say that... Be, it, because it happened to him. He was there. He, yeah, I would he say... Was, he was in a trap, and like I said before, now it's it's basically... It's Hoffman covering his tracks. It's kind of strange, if you think about it, and we'll probably get a little bit more into this when we get into the plot itself, but... All the time, Jigsaw is talking about how corrupt the police force is. And yet, Agent Strom is literally trying to do his job here. Yeah. This is his job. He is trying to figure out who murdered people. Well, that's why I said... And it's not really... It's not really anything... He's not doing anything wrong in this case. You know, maybe... Yeah, he's maybe getting too close to Jigsaw and Agent Agent Hoffman. But he's not doing anything wrong. Well, at this point, Jigsaw is dead. So like I said, now it's like... Yeah, yeah. So now it's... What's the reason for Hoffman to go on? Yeah. And as, as I said in Saw 4, it has to be like he's trying to cover his tracks, which he's obviously trying to do. So yeah. he elaborately carries on the Jigsaw masquerade just so he can... 
you know... Now, yeah, he's got to try to get out of it in some way where he has an alibi or he has something going on where he's not going to be pinpointed, like, immediately. Yeah, so he can pin it on Strong, which is we'll talk about. Fucking makes no sense. Well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I don't want to dwell on that right away. I want to let that linger. (laughs) Let's let it linger that, hey, Ryan and Martin are really not happy with Saw 5. We'll take a break! We'll be like The Walking Dead and, like, wait 20 minutes before we actually get to our point of... You know, I'm surprised they actually did that right from the get go too. I I was thinking they dragged that out for the entire episode. Yeah. Well, I didn't even watch it, but I'm just yeah. like, my, well, like, I, I mean, know. still though, it was it was basically 20 minutes in of flashing back and forth. Like, here's Rick Morning. Yeah, but I I imagine though, that, like that, like I was almost thinking, like, man, because I thought about like this might be the episode for me to kind of jump back into The Walking Dead. Honestly, Which, you, but, you but, really could have, like, if you were to watch it. And you didn't really know what else was happening. You I could get the gist of it. Like You'd be like, hey, Negan's yeah. an asshole. I don't really know why, but he's an asshole. Um, must be Rick did something. Rick and his group did something wrong to them. Um, and then, you know, go for They really don't need any other sort of guidance for what's happening. It's, yeah. That's that's what that is what it is. So, yeah. well, like, I haven't watched like for the past two years, but I thought about it because like with all the hoopla going on, the hoopla. Yeah. hoopla! So I thought about, you know, possibly jumping in, but I was thinking too, like, man, they'll, you know, they'll probably wait to the very <laughs> fucking end. It's, and it's, it's like when I watch like an episode of like Monday Night Raw from yeah. wrestling, it's like, Bill Goldberg's coming back. I'm like, oh, I love Goldberg as a case coming back to kick Brock's ass. It's going to be great, but it's like. That is Greek to me. I have no idea what you're yeah, talking but, about. But, it's, but I know. But for like, but yeah. it's like, oh, they're gonna air that at eleven o'clock. So I'm not watching. Uh, yeah, I'm not yeah. watching all three they hours. They dragged it out. Yeah, yeah I'm not watch, waiting all three hours to watch Raw for that because I can't. I can only stand See, listening to Stephanie McMahon for sa- so long. Saturday Night Live knows how to do it right. They know they put their risky skits at the end of the episode. So if like people are still there tuning in, They'll yeah, they might enjoy it or they may hate it, but. At least it's the end of the episode. Like, they waited till the end to, like, put the... You don't put your risky things at the beginning of the episode. But, you know, Walking Dead doesn't learn from that. They they didn't learn from people hating on the season finale because it was like, oh, that that was really stupid that you left it on, like, such a gigantic cliffhanger. That's not stupid, though, because that, that totally makes sense. It that, is stupid. And I'll tell you why. It's... Well, it's not... I Okay, I'm not it's saying... It's not stupid. It's, you're right. It's not stupid. From was, a producer's it, standpoint... And advertising dollars with money signs in their <laughs> eyes. No, that's not stupid. Because obviously, even if you're like me and you really don't like the show at all, you're still going to tune in to see it because you're like, well, I got to watch. Because I got to at least know and be in the up and up with like what happened. So I got to at least watch it the night. I had to watch it. I don't normally even watch The Walking Dead on the premiere. But I knew I had to watch it because otherwise I was going to have it spoiled for me the next day. Or even that night, for that matter. Um, so I had to watch it. So they knew that. I mean, that's from a production design and everything. That's cash money to them. And they knew that. But that's also a, like a fuck you to the fans and also fuck you to Glenn. Because keeping <laughs> yeah, because keeping that a secret for so long and like you actually you're really supposed to care about him and stuff. But then, you know, they, they like keep it a secret so it makes money and advertising dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a shitty shitty thing to do for, for well, storyline perspective. Well, well, maybe for in that, I think, like, you can get away with a cliff, and we're getting a little off topic, but I think you can get away with a cliffhanger for, like, a, like a season ending 
if it's done well. It wasn't, though. But, uh, well, I, like I said, I don't know. I'm assuming yeah. it's not done well because, I, like I said, it I, wasn't. I don't care for The Walking Dead either, it was, as it we was... said before. But I'm not, I wouldn't say, like, outright for anyone that, like, any show that ends on a cliffhanger that it's bad. Like, I can see why The Sopranos ending being is like, oh, that's total bullshit, you know? Because didn't come back, yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's just like, don't stop. Like, oh, did he die? Or did they, like... And, you know, sometimes it's not bad to end like that, but it, like, because you're you're leaving it open to the audience. Like, the audience has the option of saying, like, no, he did survive that, you know? He was a smart mobster, and he knew how to get out of that situation. At the same time, you're leaving it open, like, no, he did die, and he probably got what he deserved, honestly. But... Like you're but, it's not, open. But, but it's not sad. But it's not sad. That's not like a no, satisfying. No, yeah, it's not satisfying. Yeah, I mean, so like for like a, so like for like a series ending, I could say that's you know. and it feels um, it feels like a cop out. Like they didn't know how to end it, so they left it open ended, and you didn't you didn't know what yeah. to make of it. So but I think, but I think like if you are like if from like a, like a sh- like a show point or like a movie, like you could you could end on a cliffhanger. If, if, like, yeah, it has to be done, like, yeah. with everything. It has though. to be done well. Yeah. Is the, is the main, is the key point there. And I'll tell you why The Walking Dead didn't get away with it like it could have. Is because it already had a cliffhanger like that. Where it left Glenn, his fate before, <laughs> up in the air for like three episodes. Where it was really like trolling the audience and at that had, point. Like, yeah. what's going yeah, on they, with Glenn? Know, well, they, we won't know until know, three they, hours later. I know, and they didn't, they didn't yeah. have his name in the credits. Like, oh, maybe, no, yeah. yeah. That was like, I think that was like where people started to shift away from like, okay, we will put up with another cliffhanger at the end of the episode, especially because the potential was there for Glenn to die because that's what happens in the comics anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you toyed with Glenn's life one time and now you're doing it again. And that's, you know, I think that pissed people off and for rightfully so. I, I, I did not like the season finale. I thought it was really stupid. Um, I've got to say that really the only reason I'm tuning in now for The Walking Dead is because of Negan. Because I think uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is doing a good job of being like, just like giddily like sadistic. I'd be, but Steve Oggs would be great. That's another uh, reason yeah. why, that's another reason why I want to watch it. a like, little bit before. He had like bit parts where they would just see him, you know. But yeah, I, I'm hoping to see more of that. Um, and Tigers. Because Tigers are going to be in it now too. So, well, ever since they killed Karen, I just can't care anymore. I just, you know, I'm not a huge fan of The Walking Dead. I'll be honest with you. But Fear of the Walking Dead makes it seem like a masterpiece. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, when do you think that, when, when do you think this, like, the whole thing's just going to, like, come crashing down? When people are going to be like, You mean, like, the, sh- the two shows? Like, the, the franchise is yeah. going to come crashing down? And stuff? I would have to say so. But it doesn't se- Well, no. People well, are, not, you have to remember, most people are stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, like, like wh- I'm trying to think, like, when do you think it's got, I mean, it's got to, I almost feel like, like, soon it's got to. The comic's still going on, and it, like, you That's can, different, though, because it's a comic, because. Yeah, but you could say it's, like, doing the same things in circles over and over again. I know a lot of people have dropped it because of that. Like, it's, it's just the same old thing, like, we meet a guy that's kind of like the governor. He does bad things. Our heroes kill him. Back on the road. Well, when you think about it, you too, know? what makes I, I know like the difference between Rick's group and like say and Negan is we've been with you've been with Rick for like six years. Now, yeah, so you feel that connection, but there's no difference. Like Rick, not really because no. they did the same thing at Alexandria. They yeah. fucking pushed their way in. They, they said, did. "Here's the way we're doing this now. You guys That's pretty what, much yeah, work yeah. for us." Yeah, and they do that with everything. Well, it, it's worse than Fear the Walking Dead because at the end of that second season finale, 
our main characters are fucking assholes. The um the one woman actually she she creates like uh or actually no she she barges into a, a already pre existing hotel where people are staying, mm-hmm. ruins the hotel basically. She she like turns on a si- flips on the sign. Now everybody knows where they are. Like any bad people <laughs> know where they are. Um, walkers come to get them, and then they let she lets her husband in, who then kills people in the hotel, and then they leave. And also bust open the gate so any walkers can go traipsing on in. They fucking suck. They're worse than Rick's group because they, like, pretty much destroy everything they go to. Which may be the point, but I I don't think it's smart enough to... Like, you know, maybe the point of saying, like, fucking humans, they destroy everything. They fucking suck, you know? But I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's it's as smart to do that. Because the writing in Fear of the Walking Dead is really terrible. Just... You know, just pick out the the title itself. Fear the Walking Dead is a fucking stupid title. I painted it from the very beginning, so you can tell that the script writing isn't going to be any better. But no. well, like, like I said, I haven't watched in a yeah. couple of seasons. But when I just think about it, I mean, like you know, it's like maybe that's the parallel they're trying to make. Like, oh, Rick basically is Negan, except Negan laughs about you know, yeah, he, kind he, of he enjoys yeah. it. But Rick, you know, he he's saying how like. But again, I don't think the show is probably smart enough to be like, oh, he like he enjoys it. But Rick's no. like, no, I'm doing it for survival. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's not the- really. But but you can bet that we're gonna see themes like that throughout, and it's gonna like take an entire episode of of like contemplation where a guy's sitting on a crapper, just thinking <laughs> like, maybe we are Negan's crew. You know, and, because that's what it does, like over and over again. Or they'll go to a well, church. I know, like it's like they'll oh, go to a yeah. church and they'll be like, you know what, maybe. Maybe God isn't here, and they'll just sit there for an hour contemplating that. You know, that's what it does, and it's it's a it's a loop, and you know, all we all that you know, The Walking Dead really has to show for it is ninety minutes of uh, Chris Hardwick being able to talk about it on Talking Dead, get rained on in the ninety minute live episode that they did the other day. So, are you serious? Yeah, ninety minutes. Yeah, and AMC devoted all of their Fear Fest, almost all of their Fear Fest, to fucking showing the entire series. Of The Walking Dead. From start to finish. And Fear Fest, you know, is supposed to be like Halloween movies yeah. and horror movies like the all one, the time. The one chance you get to see Halloween 3. Yeah, on, on AMC. Because <laughs> yeah. like they don't show any other things any other time. They always are showing The Walking Dead. So, you know, this is like a big thing. It's like, oh, we won't have to watch The Walking Dead all the time. <laughs> no, no, actually you're going to get 117 hours of The Walking Dead. Uh, until we, you know, get to the premiere. Yeah, they, they devoted like... An entire week to The Walking Dead. I wonder if Vince Gilligan's like, man, maybe I should have uh, brought Better Call Saul and yeah, Breaking right? Bad to AMC. I know, right? Maybe I, maybe I should have like just stuck it on FXX, you know, with like it's sunny. Which is like... sad when you think about it too. It's always sunny, like for the past couple of seasons, got shoved onto FXX instead of FX, regular like... FX. Yeah, so stupid. Getting a little off, like way off topic here, <laughs> uh, but we were kind of like traipsing into uh, older territory because one of our first episodes we talked about The Walking Dead and Ash vs Evil Dead. So I'll just bring up Ash vs Evil Dead real quick. I haven't been watching it yet. I have been. Uh, I've been I, do wa- I do want. I do want. I do want. I still have to finish season one. Yeah. I want. I really do want to, but like. I just don't watch that much TV to it's begin with. It's only a half-hour so. show, so it's, no, really, it's real quick. No, I know, and then it doesn't help that it's like not... Yeah. I mean, it's like, only you, 10 episodes, so you're like devoting five hours to it. It's really not that much. You I can know. watch it in an afternoon. No, I know, but I get like... Yeah. But anyway, like, uh, real quick, Ash vs. Evil Dead, the second season, still as strong as the first, I think. I think it's really strong so far. They've put in a lot of um, good work. 
the the one I haven't I'm not up to date yet. I haven't seen the latest episode, but the one before that they devoted to like almost like a Christine style moment where there was a killer car where a deadite was you know or like a you know a deadite spirit was infesting a killer car. Pretty awesome. Um, I did like the tra- uh, the ad I saw on Facebook for it for like Ash being like vote Ash Williams for president. Yeah, I yeah don't they've s- been doing that. I don't suck like the other yeah. two. <laughs> I mean, I I think that it's still really strong, and that's surprising to me. I didn't think it would come back in the second season as be being as strong as it was in the first. Well, it's but got Bruce Campbell. So. Yeah, but so far it, it's really uh, it's really picked up from the first season. It's got a lot of a lot of good things going for you know, it. I bet at this point they didn't have to write anything for Bruce. He can he probably just yeah, he's he's basically the epitome of Ash, so whatever, you know. And that's true though, because I've read like some uh comics of you know for Ash and the Evil Dead and stuff like that that they've they've created. And I don't think anybody really captures the voice like Bruce like Campbell. Bruce Campbell does. You know, I don't know if that's Based on you know like input from Sam Raimi, who obviously probably doesn't have anything to do with the comics, but does have some stuff. You know, he's he he's not like a, a you know a showrunner or anything on Astro's Evil Dead, but he does have you probably know just producers. Okay, some things. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's like okay, maybe we gotta run this by right. Sam. Like, hey, yeah. what do you think of this? Like, yep, exactly. Ahead. And even as I think it, it, and then Ivan Raimi's on it too, so maybe even running it by him, uh, I think that helps. Um, but I I do think that a lot of it is Bruce that he. He's able to just, a, you know, be Ash all the time. So, uh, we'll, we'll end that kind of tangent there. Method acting right there. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Method acting. Yeah. Um, we'll end that tangent and we'll go into our, our uh, uh, beer discussion because we do have a new one today. We do. Uh, you picked it up. Do you I wanna, did. Do you want to take it? Do you want to take it away? Yeah, I will. Um, so, th- one of my favorite breweries... When I first turned 21 and started getting into the world of drink, it was Guinness. Loved Guinness. Mm-hmm. Thought, you know, loved Guinness. Said that again. <laughs> you would always put your hand out, like, the, the way you're yeah. supposed to drink it, that, staring, like, staring at. You know, don't look down at your beer, that's bad manners, look towards the horizon. That's right. You know, I love, the, you know, the foreign extra stout. and Oh, yeah. That one's still really good. Yeah, too bad you can't really find it anymore. You can't find it for shit anymore. That is true. But I... So I like Guinness. It was one of my favorite uh, breweries. Um, over the years, I've kind of soured on them because they release stupid-ass things that aren't any good. Yep. Uh, it all started when they first... This the ho- holiday... No, the, the... Oh, the black. The black lager. Black lager. That turn of disappointment. Yeah. Um, and black, then... Black like dog shit. <laughs> the holiday pack was awful with a generous ale... Oh, yep. Excuse me. Which they just said was a festival. Then it's like, well, well, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just... a plum. Yeah, fig, <laughs> allspice. Yeah. Sure, somebody who's... said that. Yeah, who's somebody a... said it. Who's, has said, that who's eating a fig? Ah, uh, besides like a fig Newton, which would, would you compare probably to a fig? Like, um, yeah, stupid. Never had one. Not like an actual fig. Uh, I had a say, fig Newton. Uh, it... I like fig Newtons. They're okay. They're old people cooking. Yeah, just, just like, I, I just don't like, know. If, just like Nilla wafers. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't go out of my way to like have either. I, you know what? To be honest, with you, I can't remember the last time I had a fig Newton. Probably no, when I, I was like either. ten years old. Yeah, but anywho, they've released it. Like the actual, the the <laughs> thing is somebody listening is like. I'm really offended they said Big Newtons are old people cookies. I also like Nilla wafers. <laughs> well, they're probably 72 and like, but, and like butter pecan but ice cream. In truth, I am retired and that's why I have time to listen to this. But 
But Guinness, I, I really like Guinness, though I think over the years, I think they've changed changed up how they make it. Yeah. I don't know yeah, for Guinness, I don't know yeah, I don't know yeah. for certain, but it does not. It doesn't. It doesn't hit the same spot no. that that it used to have when I because when I hear because when a lot of people like when they're like if they don't really know much about beer like oh what does Guinness like like oh it's thick and I drink one like what the hell you mean Guinness is thick yeah it's not thick at all it's like watery it's a watery stout it's especially especially like especially now yeah that's why I don't get it that often cause I don't it, either um. Sometimes yeah. it's not great on tap either. Yeah, well, this probably because it depends been, on the taps. Yeah, it's probably been sitting there for fucking yeah. eons. But the extra stout's pretty good. You know, it's more like a traditional stout. I like that one. The uh, four, we'll get that one. The four and extra was is great. Yeah, that's um, probably my favorite of Guinnesses. But then they start releasing like just weird off things, like yeah, like, the, like the I said, the choice stuff. Uh, the black lager I didn't like the nope. bonfire uh. version, which was just basically like a. It's just a regular Guinness based. You haven't tried it, but the no. um, their bonfire stout, uh, basically was just their regular stout, but even lighter. Mm. So that was just like why blonde. The, the American blonde is god awful, terrible. Uh the nitro IPA we reviewed on yeah, here. I, mean, I didn't. It's, a, it's all right. It's I nothing special. Didn't like it at all. Skunky as all hell. Um. So they've been releasing like a lot of like side things. Harp Harp Lager, I know is like a thing. I don't really care for Harp that much either. Not really. It's no, very, I don't really like that much. Very bland. I do like Smithix, Smithix but, yeah. but I ha- haven't had it in forever. So, uh, um, I do remember when, I, when I've had that, like, because um, they used to actually sell six packs of that Stewart's. Yeah, which is weird when I think about it. Like, like, because like, who the hell? Well, that's probably why they don't sell it anymore. Who the hell would buy it? Nobody except yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I like Smithix, but it's pretty good. But anywho, yeah, like, so they release, like, now, like, weird, like, they're trying, like, get, like, more crafty. crafty. Yeah. And, like, the generous sale, as we said, was, like, their holiday, and that tasted just bad. Which is disappointing, because a nice Guinness holiday sounds good. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, like you know, yeah. like, a, like a winter lager. Yeah. And it's nothing like it. No. Um, but now they got a new one, and I saw it at the store today, and it's their rye pale ale. Mm. And, excuse me, as we, I've talked about on the podcast before... Because we've tried several different rye beers on here. We love rye beers. Yeah. And this one, it's actually not bad. I actually yeah, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. We've had three, so <laughs> I pretty apparently like it, well, I you guess. you don't have to like it. Drink that's it. true. They call it an aromatic amber ale that's brewed in rye malt. So, it, I so, they, so why are you calling it a pale ale? I don't it's know not, if, it, if yeah, it's, it's not a pale I ale. I don't think it's really traditionally a pale ale. Because it's not very hoppy. No, it's not. Very mild but, on the hops. But it's mild on the hops, but it does have that rye. Which is nice. Very it is, nice. It is nice. Um, got a little bit of a strange, like, wheat aftertaste to it. Yeah, it does. It has a skunky aftertaste. But it does have a nice, a pleasant rye taste. Yes. Again, I would call it more just like a like a state like a rye like ale. Like a rye ale. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not like a pale ale by any means cuz it's not I mean, granted, cuz we had English pale ales over the weekend when we They're went, not as heavy on the hops. When we true. when we went to uh Davidson Brothers and uh yeah. Cooper's Cave up in Glens Falls. Yep. Um we tried both of their, you know, pale ales. English pale, ale, yeah. Yeah, English pale ale, so like an American pale. And they're absolutely not as hoppy at all. Hoppy, yeah. And which when I think about it, bass is, you know, a pay, an English pale ale. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't really consider that. That's not hoppy, hoppy yeah. either. And, but that's, and 
that's probably my own damn fault because I've probably had a shit. I've had so many more American pale ales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Than yeah. English because you can't really. I would think nobody like really the, does English pale ales. Not think, really. Yeah. I would think like the English. You know, English probably think like American pale ales are just hop to shit. Probably IPAs because yeah, you taste like a Sierra Nevada, uh, Sierra Nevada pale ale. Yeah, it's nothing but hops. I would say like they pro- they're probably thinking that we go overboard on the hops, which I would agree with. I mean, a lot of times we hop pale ales into IPAs and IPAs I, and the d- doubles. like double yeah. IPAs because at that point it's di- I've had double IPAs where it's difficult to decipher between a regular IPA and a double IPA because uh, your I- IPA already has so many IBUs in it that having a double one is just like yeah I mean mm. there's so a little bit more hop- <laughs> hops to it you know um so I mean it really depends but I I can see why English pale ales are very different from what we consider pale, American pale ales, yeah. certainly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe in, in terms of English pale ale standards, you know, the rye pale ale is a rye English pale ale, and I could I could see that. We might have to try, like, Newcastle's blonde pale ale. True. Yeah. I mean, but the, the, the cabbie, the, the problem is I just don't feel like paying 18 bucks. Yeah, for I mean, I, I've, <laughs> I've got to, you know confess ignorance to English pale ales because I haven't had very many of them. Um, in general, they're just not made that much. And, you know, when it... At least around uh, here. At least around here, when it comes to, like, a pale ale, you're going to get an American pale ale yeah, or an American and, IPA. And it's going to be hopped to yeah, shit. Yeah, and it's going to be hoppy. So, so I got, I'm got i ignorant to, towards the English pale ale side of things. So, you know, maybe maybe... Guinness really does have it right with their version of an of a pale ale with rye. Now, see, as much as I like this, I don't know if I would get it again because it was like eleven bucks for that six pack. Yeah, it's pretty expensive for a right, you know. So I mean, I as much as I like it, I don't know yeah. if I. Because I would think I like because we reviewed. Um, I can't remember the brewery, but it was a New York brewery that when I bought the rye pale ale. Was it a Bronx? Bronx, yeah. Yeah. I was almost thinking like no, it wasn't Brooklyn, but yeah, it was Bronx, and we had their rye pale. It was an American pale. It was very hoppy. Yeah, it was. but it also had like you know a nice high rye content. Yeah, so and I think that's why I like it because it's got like that great hoppy you know crispness to it, but also that you know that rye bitterness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I like this one. I would I would drink it again if somebody had it. You know, probably well, like with the the uh, Guinness like uh, festive ale the. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even drink that if somebody had it. I'd be like, no thanks. Yeah, no, no I, <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, or the Blondale, like, no, no. I would I, probably try a sip because it's been so long yeah, since I had that. So I'd be like, the oh. Black Lager, probably not. And they even make that anymore. Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't want any of that. So, you know, at least with this one, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll take one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good sign. But well, like, um, like you said, I like it, but I don't know if, for the price that it's sold at. Right, because I, I, I bought another pack of the Genesee Oktoberfest. And that was ten bucks for a twelve pack, which is a extremely, yeah, extremely <laughs> good. So yeah, I, I can see why you'd be hesitant to get it again. But you know, pleasant, pleasant try. I'm surprised. I didn't yeah. think. I, I honestly thought yeah, you weren't really thinking. I thought it'd be like, like low on the rye taste and probably yeah. skunky as all hell. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, do you want to say what we had at Davidson <sighs> and uh, Cooper's Cave? Yeah, real quick, because I think we're. We're cutting into our, our movie time here. Mm. So, yeah, but real quick we can. So we went to um, uh, two local crap breweries for our uh, for Martin's birthday Woo. Uh, on Saturday. Yep. 
And uh, so one of them was, uh, we, the first one we hit was Cooper's Cave. We had lunch there. Tacos. Delicious. They're, ta- they're fucking great. Yeah. I want to bring man up Amazing tacos. Yeah, I told you. I told you. And, and, and the fries, too. Fries are really good with the Chipotle aioli. almost forgot about it. I know. Um, but they do make their own beer as well. And so uh, we both had a couple of their beers. Um, I had... I can't even remember what I had now. I had their. You, I remember American. Uh, you did you had an American an IPA and the IPA English Pale? And the English Pale. Uh-huh. They're both really good. Yep. Um, I had um uh, man, what did I have now? Black IPA. Yeah, I did. And I had a black and, IPA, which and, was uh, Tavern Ale. Yeah, uh, I did not have a Tavern Ale. I didn't have the Tavern Ale. I had mm. something else. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Um, but it was not a tavern ale. It was something. It was something else. Was it the I, American Pale? No, it wasn't. It was, I didn't know. I can't remember now. I can't remember what it was. But the uh, the black IPA was good. It was definitely less uh, hoppy than I would have expected, and more more malt. It's very it's very very, malty, malty. very heavy on the malts. Uh, you know, very stouty. Uh, but it was good. I do enjoy Cooper's Cave. This is like my fourth time being there. Um, and just to give you like a geographical location. Glens Falls about an hour and change away from where we live. So, you know, we, we had a, a nice little drive out there. Ten minutes away from Lake George. Yep. Um, For all you vacationers. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so uh, it was a little, a little drive, but uh, definitely worth it. We stopped at a cigar shop down there, got a, got a few cigars. Uh, and then we headed over to Davidson Brothers, which is also in Glens Falls, really not that far away from uh, Cooper's Cave. They've got a lot of... Little craft breweries around that area, uh, and, especially and da- because they're saying Davidson's the big one. Yeah, because they and actually uh, it's because sell at stores. It's because they're close to a, a, a body of water. Yeah. Really, I mean, it makes it easy for them to get yeah. their water, which is one of the big things for their craft brewery. Um, yeah, so Davidson Brother is is it bigger than Cooper's Cave? Because they distribute uh, to different places. Uh, Cooper's Cave, I've never really seen in stores at all. Never seen, no. Um, and they. Uh, they also have a, a, a good selection of craft beers. Um, you had their Dacker, Dacker, which, which is, is their, their Scotch ale. It's very good, and it's like they're one of their uh, most popular. Yep, the Dacker. Um, and what else do you have? I also had. Um, I can't remember. Shit, I want to draw. Yeah, that that day is kind of a blur to me. <laughs> um, you know, I think I had something new, but I can't remember what. Yeah, I, I think you did too. And then you tried something different. Because I've had the Dacker before, and yeah. I love the Dacker. But... I had the um, Old Slugger, Slugger, which was a uh, pale ale. It was a pale ale, I believe. Uh, it was an English pale ale. Yeah, yeah there right. we go. That's where we tried the yeah, other English pale ale, which I thought was really good. And I also had... The Harvest Nut Brown. Yep. Their Harvest Ale. Yep. Which was a, which was a nutty brown ale. Uh, I also thought it was really good. Definitely had a lot of flavor to it. Um, I don't remember what your other one was. I can't either. But I can't remember now. <laughs> I know you started with the Dacker, but yeah. I don't remember what the the next one was. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah it's you know it's tough. It's too tough bu- when you drink so much. Too busy I, enjoying that popcorn. I, I know we had a lot of popcorn. I came home after that and I had a couple Moscow meals. So I really <laughs> did a whole day of drinking that. Day. I remember when I got home, I went to bed. Yeah, I yeah, had, you I were pa- really sleepy. I passed out we and then like sleepy. I ended up getting up like around like. 11 o'clock and I was like ah oh, fuck it's a good thing I could do the driving <laughs> I wouldn't have been sleepy if I was driving uh, yeah alright we gotta get to Saw 5 it sucked the end <laughs> you actually ended the film saying fuck this fuck that movie 
Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how you end it. You were like, I don't say totally that. mad. Yeah, no, because the ending is terrible for this film. Yeah. And I think we've got to build to that again. Yeah, we got to build up to it. I mean, I mean. You can't just so, jump right in. So, the the entire point, uh, well, the the entire premise of Saw 5 is that uh, Jigsaw it has now died, really. And, yeah. So, we, um, you know, we're kind of starting at the end of Saw 4, where... Hey, actually, Agent Strom makes it out alive. Well, you know, because well, I was going to say, at the end, you don't... So, all you, see, is, all you, all you see, see him get shut in. Yeah, all you see is him get trapped in his, uh, at the end of Saw 4. So uh-huh. you think, like... Well, that's it. He's like, fucked. Like, it's, like, you know, Donnie and all of them, like, game over. Yeah. You, know. you, you, you get the door shut on you, and that's it. Like, you know, yeah. there's, like... Uh, human-proof deadbolts that close and, like, you can't get into it. You can't get into that door anymore. It's forever locked. That's what Jigsaw says. So, you know, we but we end up finding out, hey, Agent Strom makes it out alive because he's, he's in his own game he now. He plays a game and he wins because he's smart enough to puncture his windpipe with well, uh, a pen. But at the same time, he's not smart because... He's not supposed to play the game at all. Yeah, he's just supposed to sit there and wait. Yeah, he's supposed to wait and cops will come. The SWAT team, who's probably dying by now, because they've been traipsing all over the town, city. yeah. Uh, probably every single crime scene in the area, the SWAT team. That has SWAT been to. team on the hour, every hour is getting called out to like, oh, got a, yeah, got a crack in the break into. Oh, we got another jigsaw thing. Oh, we got another jigsaw. Thing. Oh, got a meth lab to break. Yeah, I'm just imagining like a bunch of tag team people, like the guys, like I gotta, I gotta hit Dunkin' Donuts. They gotta, they gotta have a like a, a saw movie where it's just like following the SWAT guys, like. And being like, Jeffrey, why didn't you come home tonight? Damn it! I gotta work! Yeah. You know how many calls we get? <laughs> I'm about ready to go to bed and come and visit you and kiss my baby goodnight, but I can't because some asshole killed somebody else, so I gotta lace my boots back up, put my MP5 out, and like, you know, alright, let's go, you know. It's like, they have like a public precinct for just the SWAT team. Like, like a police precinct. But this is just the SWAT team precinct. Like this is where they hang <laughs> out because they know in well, in a couple days. I blame I blame this movie and Jigsaw for the militarization of our police force. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. like, they got to be on standby all the time. Like all right, SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, they got to have special pens where they can stab themselves in the windpipe just in case somebody plays a trap on them where their Which, heads are stuck. Man, in a... for not being able to look at you know what. Where his neck and all that is that you know that's a good placement. He must either good luck or he must know like he must have got like an A plus in anatomy. Like, that's right. Yeah, you know. that's one of the first things they train you on, and you know the police academy is. <laughs> well, I how said, to didn't you see? Uh, puncture your tracheal. Didn't you see Steve Gutenberg do that? In <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Strom is alive. He makes it out. Realizes that Hoffman is. The killer and Hoffman helping Jig- well at least help Jigsaw and probably is um, the reason why all these traps are now occurring because Jigsaw's dead. And not only that, Hoffman's trying is, is trying to look like he's the hero. Yeah, and he's like everyone's dead. And, and yeah, play Oof. another game and and come out of it clean because yeah. all no one would suspect him now. But let's but- just talk for a second about how Hoffman's sister was murdered. And then the guy winds up dead. The the murderer winds up dead. And, like, everybody on the police force is like, Ooh, what a coincidence, you know? When Hoffman's sister was killed, he works on the police force. Not he probably that, know a lot about not only the that, case. He showed up, 
he showed up at the crime scene for that, and he's like, oh, I know that guy, that's Seth Baker, Barker, or whatever. He's, you know, and like, oh, that's the one that killed your wife. That detective didn't feel the need to be like, all right, you gotta now move, you know, you have to step aside, because that's conflict of interest. Oh, yeah. So, but he's like, he's oh. He's gone. So Done. He's, yeah. So nobody there was like, oh, you know, you know him, because he killed your, like, was implicated in the death of your sister. Oh, yeah, no, you're off. You're off this. Conflict yeah, is you're in. done. No. Not, no one thought... Nobody thought to ask that or bring it up. No. Un- un- yeah. the, guy, the guy's just like, oh, he, got, he deserved that because he got off light, didn't he? Unlike what Erickson does is take Strom off the case, like, immediately after he's involved in the um, Soft Fours stuff. Which makes sense, though, because he got, you know, he stabbed himself in the fucking throat. Well, it makes sense but, that he but the way, medical but, leave. Yeah. But the way that he did it, though, it doesn't make sense. He's like, you're off the case! And it's like... Yeah, he's like, he's getting reprimanded. And it's like, who the hell are you? Like, you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some, some guy with a Bluetooth just stormed in here and told me I can't work anymore. I don't know that guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole idea... About Hoffman just not ever being suspected at all of it by anybody besides Strom after he gets like a hold of all the case files. It's like, who has been working on this case? Because they haven't put anything together. They literally have no idea what's going on. Well, you'd be like, well, they're all dead. But at the same time, those people were too stupid to even pay attention either. So That's like, true. That's true. Yeah, so. yeah. And I mean, Strom is pretty smart. So obviously he would be the one to put it together. But you'd think they'd have somebody else on the on the force that could actually. From, you know, a fucking internal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just seemed. Yeah, like somebody should have been. Like a psychologist probably should have been called in to be like Hoffman, are you okay? You just saw your sister who was that'd be like one, that'd be like the first thing <laughs> uh, they would do. Yeah, it's like yeah. they would send you for like a psyche because like um I'm pretty sure when and you if you can quote you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure when you're you are a police officer if there's any time like. You've even, like, discharged your weapon. and Yeah, I think so. You have to go through some evaluation. Yeah, you have sure that you Even if you didn't kill somebody or anything. Yeah. You get, you know, filed, gun taken away. You have to go and, like, like get like a psych eval to, like, you know, make sure. Yeah, it's just SOP. Yeah. That's that's what they do. Yeah. And and here, apparently in this city, it's just like, yeah. Well, only that, not only that. <laughs> well, we don't like the buildings. <laughs> it's FBI buildings. Like, yeah. hey, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that God... That goddamn government shutdown's happening again. We can't, Congress ain't gonna give us any funding for another week until you know, President whoever. You know, so we're only lighting half the building to save energy. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's why my office is in this hallway is totally dim. It's it's spooky. <laughs> so, <clears throat> to go along with that though, um, Strom is running his own game. And it literally has nothing to do with whatever else is happening in Saw 5. The game itself has no bearing on the other stuff that's happening besides the fact that it's going to implicate Strom. But but it's the main thing. But not only that, though, the game... Because, as we said before, after Saw 1, each film has to have a game with a game and a game. Mm. So this one is the same thing. It's got to be a game within a game and a game, and then you got to have Jigsaw flashbacks. Because now that the Jigsaw's dead, you gotta have... You gotta get uh, Tobin Bell in there yeah. somewhere. Because they signed him to Jigsaw's that... Jigsaw's gotta be in there. They signed him to that fucking eight-film contract. Yeah. And they're like, well, we killed him off accidentally. Shit, what do we do now? He's, he's gotta be in there. Yeah. But you gotta figure out a way to, like, get him in that Shoehorn him. Shoehorn. 
It would be shoehorning. He's being shoe. That's right. That's right. But, so the, the side game that's going on within the building of the five people and, uh, you know, them getting punished for their crime of being, you know... Involved in a, a eight-person murder that was the result of an arson that was done because they needed the to the space to build a new a new yeah. building really that that had didn't need to be in the movie yeah, it has well, nothing to do not, with, with strom or it doesn't connect anything no it doesn't nothing not a, except at the end so it connects strom con, and i put that very very loosely so it connects strom to the fact that oh he might have been jigsaw's accomplice which yeah. makes no sense, but that whole thing—it makes no sense. Like even had, like they uh, that was put in here because they needed to pad this film, and they needed and, more traps, and they, they needed more like surprises, and they like, needed like again they needed to pad like this film. All this film is is padding, because everything that happened, like I said, as everything that happens in this film is stupid, pointless, un unneeded. Because I don't like I haven't seen. Like, like I said before, I haven't seen any of the Saw films up until this point. So I don't know what's going to happen in the Saw 6. And you don't even remember. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. So when I watch Saw 6, this shit better connect <laughs> perfectly. Because otherwise, yeah. it'd be like, not, not a damn thing. Like, if you wanted to kill Strom, all you had to do is just, like, have him get put into a trap and yeah. he's dead. Yeah. And that's, you know, and Hoffman's moving on his merry way. That's all you would need. And this, no, they got to go in an hour and a half, spend 90 fucking minutes. Doing unnecessary backstory on Hoffman and Jigsaw and fucking the trap that's going on at the time and what Strom's doing to try to connect Hoff. Like, it's. You well, could have done that in five minutes. I think even the bigger issue with Strom and Hoffman in this film is that there had to have been some extreme future planning in this to make it sure that Strom was going to go through yet another game to test him and then have him ultimately die. Because in the beginning, when we see Strom put in the water box, like that, you you can assume that's supposed to be his demise. Mm-hmm. Like he's a, probably supposed to die. And even when well, yeah, see well, yeah, because Hoffman, Hoffman after he's like it, fucking surprised. He's like, yeah. Oh, I thought he'd be the only yeah. guy that died. So, that either Hoffman did in Jigsaw did some extreme future planning. Like they were like, you know, if if Strom doesn't die, then we're gonna do this entire game. Well, that, not like that. Takes like, hours. like not only that, this like a whole thing takes place like it's within not even like, yeah, it's like a, a day, day after. Yeah, yeah, a day after Saw three and four. So like, yeah, no, you're right. So it's like uh, obviously right. Jigsaw and Hoffman like okay. Tuesday, we're having this game played with yeah. these people. Wednesday, we're having these I, people. I think in this... the logistics of thinking about how Jigsaw could keep all of these games straight and like plan them out in particular detail becomes to the point where he had to have like a gigantic wall of calendars that are just like you know. And I'm gonna you know this lady's got to be chloroformed today, and <laughs> this lady we got to make sure. Well, we have that covered because in Soft uh, Four, uh, you had his ex-wife Jill be like, he's very meticulous. Our yeah. everything he plans everything. I don't think anybody can so, plan anything. So that so that just explains that. You yeah, know, all that. Away. I mean, literally. 
Jigsaw would have had like zero time for anything. Not even chemo. Take a shit. Not even chemo. <laughs> he wouldn't have time to lose his his hair and become Howie Mandel uh, with, with a, a goatee. blonde goatee. <laughs> so like, there's no way. Like he couldn't have been doing anything else. He had to have been constantly planning and and figuring out. Like, okay, yeah, if this doesn't happen, then this does. It's it's like it's like thinking about Death Note and how much like oh lights yeah, yeah bull- like lights oh, like lights bullshit con- yeah. constant like thought processes. You, I mean, perhaps the there's internet. somebody who can do that, but I doubt it's, it's a stretch. It's a stretch by far. It's a stretch by far. So like the entire premise of Saw Five to implicate Strom as a, an accomplice to Jigsaw has to is predicated on the fact that he's going to actually survive the first trap, which if he didn't have a pen, he's fucked because what, what else well, no. was there to survive? Well, with well at the end of the day, if, um, Strom dies there and the, because that, well, no, that does make sense because it, Strom was the only one coming up with a theory. No, that's true. He would have been, he would have been dead. And then they would have just said, yeah. You know, that's it. That was it. Yeah, he. he because Strom was the only one. Strom was the only one to have the theory that Jigsaw had a third accomplice. True. Because he tells Erickson, uh, uh, Hoffman tells Erickson about, so he can try to frame Strom. Yeah. But he wouldn't have to go through that length if Strom just died in the. So that does make sense. So at the same time, though, why would Strom come up with the third accomplice if he, if no one else was thinking it? Yeah. And then he knew that you know he was the third accomplice. You wouldn't just volunteer like yeah. I think there's a third guy. No one else is saying it. And that's why I get mad at this. Yeah. That's where I'm yeah. really getting pissed off. Yeah. Um, like he would, vo- like someone would believe that he would voluntarily throw out pitch- a third person. Um, because like no one else thought well, it. Like, well, because like, who is he going to try to, is he trying to frame Hoffman? Like, who is he trying to frame on the inside? Like they just. Yeah. Why would they care? Why would he care? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's stupid. That's stupid. It doesn't, stu- it doesn't that's make the, sense. The, the fact that Erickson, and again, I think we'll talk about it a little bit further on, but. I just want to kind of like, kind of like set it up a little bit. Like, why would Agent Erickson be like, "Oh, yeah, that's strong." Yeah, yeah. Like, the, nothing in that makes sense. No, and I, I will have to, I have to agree with you. I think Saw Five is one of the the dumbest of the Saw films that we've seen. You're right. It really has no bearing on the rest of the series. It doesn't matter because most of its flashbacks are showing Hoffman helping. Jigsaw with his traps and adding zero things to nothing, nothing to not like, a damn thing. It just tries to give Hoffman a little bit of motivation, a little bit like, okay, he's kind of being blackmailed. He's kind of, you know, he feels the same way as Jigsaw cause he helped kill his sister's murderer. But it, you know, there's, it's, it's not necessary. We already know from Saw 4 that yeah, Hoffman's working with him. Does it really matter at this point why? Does it, it oh. you know, you can just say, like Amanda, he feels the same way. He's been rehabilitated. He he gets it. Uh, you know, he gets what Jigsaw's doing. It, they're, they're, you don't need the backstory, and you certainly don't need an entire film to, to try to explain it. And then show the setup of traps that, like, don't really, you know, we saw in Saw 2 with, like, a, the gun in the door. Yeah. Like, oh, he put a bullet in that gun. Interesting scene, <laughs> you know. I, I, yeah, it it does feel like a lot of filler. Like for this script, they really didn't know what to do at this point. They're like, you know, we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner. Uh, let's just show the how Hoffman got to this point. 
Instead, they really should have just gone on with, okay, Hoffman's going to take Jigsaw's place. It doesn't matter why. It, you know, obviously he feels the same way. So we're just going to have him take Jigsaw's place and come up with another series of interesting games. Do you think it would have been more interesting if they had just gone with the the group of, what was it, five people? In their, uh, traps? In, the, in their traps? Like, would that have been more interesting and they fleshed out a little bit of the reasons why they're in those traps? Rather than the very, very, very quick explanation like, oh yeah, I guess we all are related because of that building arson. Which is that the, they don't talk about until the very end of the mm. trip. Yeah, um, no, I think it would have been more interesting. Problem is, though, the most interesting and interesting part of this film, and the best part, is Strom. Mm. You're ta- and you're taking him out. And I'll... And I will give credit to Scott Peterson, because Patterson, 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 my bad. Uh, compared to, because I, I thought he was good, okay in Saw Four. I think he's much better in this though. I think, I think he's pretty good in this. I think he's uh, rather enjoyable and yeah. I even mean, though they give him stupid things to say, like, yeah, yeah, like the whole, like, oh, you set this all up, and it's like, like he's talking to himself and, but they, saying, like, like but it, the way it's like, yeah. I'm sure, it, I'm totally convinced that it was the direction that oh, he's yeah, given, God, yeah, it's like you know for like how to portray some things, but I, he's the best part in this whole film by a mile, and so I think if you just followed on that one game that was going on with those five people, yeah, you would, you know, you would lose that, but I think that would make it, uh, stronger, and then just, like, make it based, like, this is now Hoffman's game that he's playing with these people because of this, because, and you can throw in the flashback of, like, Jigsaw saying, like, if you want to get your Tobin Bell in there, like, yeah. of him being, like, these are the next people that I want to have targeted. I mean, I... And, and then have it like that, and then you could have... While that's going on, Strom investigating that, or, you know... I, I think, I definitely believe that it's the direction in that regard, because if you think of, like, a character like Malik, who is the drug guy, the druggy guy in the game itself, like, in the five-person game, I don't know what is going on with his acting. You know, I don't know if he's supposed to be, like, in withdrawal or something, but it's really fucked <laughs> It's it's not good at all. Well, it's not like heroin with it's like fucking he's like a coke head. Yeah, like, yeah. it's 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 not it's not good at all. Like it's not believable. It's, it really feels like it's a really forced hammy a- hammy acting job. And I know that that's I've seen Greg Brick in other things like um, Bitten, and I don't think the show Bitten is any good at all. I'll just put that out there. I reviewed the first season. It's fucking terrible. But I know that he's not a bad actor. a bad actor like. Saw five built like gets him into because I don't know what's going on with his you know Pee Wee Herman style of like <laughs> drug addiction, but uh, there's just you know it's it's all all kinds of wrong. I really feel like that was the director yelling out like you're still going through withdrawals, like move your arms around like a maniac, flailing. Yeah, yeah. I you know I I think that's definitely direction and and um, a misunderstanding of like how someone would naturally act in that condition. Uh, I think that was, you know... Uh, I I do think that this is growing pains for Hackle. Really, I do. I think this is his first directing job. He thinks that he has the gist of how to, how to do a Saw film. And he's been on production sites before. He's seen it happen. He's seen Darren Lynn Bousman do his thing. And so this is like a mimic. It's like a good... It's kind of like you're you're in, in um like medical school, and you've been following around a provider like a doctor, and then all of a sudden you're like there the doctor's like hey you take over, 
And so they're going to mimic what they've seen the provider do and, and act. And, and, and this is really David Hackle trying to mimic Darren Lynn Bousman and just not succeeding very well. Yeah, this is what it is. I mean, I, but again, I think it's... It's, I mean, it doesn't help. This, I like. I think the story overall. So yeah, the writing is Every, not good I, everything's bad. Everything is bad. Like rotten to the core. The, the screenplay is bad. The yeah. directing is bad. The overall cast is bad, except yeah. for Scott uh, Patterson and I think Tobin Bell does okay. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't um, really get a ton to do, but he, I mean, he gets a little bit. He gets. His voice on the his one his one scene as uh oh that's what she's from <laughs> Julie Benz is from I didn't know she's from Dexter yeah she's in Dexter yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. yep that's why I but I mean that. yeah it's it's I definitely I think that there are a few good roles in this film but I don't think that anybody really gets a lot to work with well the people are the five people in that uh game they don't get shit no they're basically there for like the saw the whole saw two gimmick of like we gotta follow the rules and we gotta do this and yeah and i mean i, I don't know i i just i just think that it, it is it's poor direction is really the is the biggest thing i i don't i just don't think they had a lot to work with so but what did you think of the traps this time because um, they definitely get more Violent. This is, the, this, this is the goriest saw. Um, this is where I would say it's. This is definitely the most torture porny. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so far up to this point, I think uh, solid prop. Its reputation as torture porn is that's not well. Uh, it's not really earned. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing really throughout these past couple of fil- You know, the first four films, I would say, is totally. They're pretty manageable. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're tense, but they don't really focus on the gore as much as Saw 5 does. Yeah, and this is the focal point, and that that opening with the pendulum trap is the... Yeah, definitely. The... Squashing hand, two hands, and, and then and then getting... Seeing, seeing the, you know, the brakes and the blood squirting in here, and, the, and then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they... No, they use when his hands get broken in the... Uh, and those vices, they use like that cheesy like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, your your fingers make that <laughs> sound when they It's the air releasing from your knuckles I guess as, so, as yeah. if like you're cracking them, but uh yeah. um I mean I like the pendulum trap. Yep. Um It's pretty it's pretty interesting. It is uh, and it, you know, it, it does make you see how and that was before Jigsaw's in input into like yeah. what uh, it's, very, was doing. it's a very Amanda trap. Yeah, exactly. Because um, there's no... You can't win. Nope. That time you, you couldn't win. Because yeah. he couldn't get the collar off of himself with his broken fingers. So, pretty impossible. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's like about... That's all that really stands out. See, I mean, because the traps that are going on within the game... Because there is a way for them to all live. Yeah. Throughout the entire it makes you think like how stupid they are. Yeah, because some of them, and some of them are like not just like oh well, fear overtook them, so they didn't make a smart decision. Some of them are like you're a fucking like, especially that trap with the bomb that goes off, and you got to get into the like manholes. On you can the clearly side. see in the that manholes. those things are like ten feet long. <laughs> you can't fit two people in there. Yeah, 
I can I can get with the first game, the one with the keys, because like Who would thinking that thinking stuff? really on your toes, and you know like I got to get there before the timer runs out, and it's very quick. I I can see people being like, no, I got to get my own key. No, I I agree. That would make sense. I I, I agree, but the second one. Yeah, that one that one's so that one's totally ridiculous because you can totally see into the tunnels and then. And then not only that, the third and by that time, the third and fourth one, you're, they're fucked because they've killed a person along yeah. the way. But if you know, at least even if the, like somebody died in the first one, if they were smart about the, you know the second one, you yep. still got four. Then still you would, got four people. Then you would know from the third one about the, like having to clamp electrocution. Like someone's gonna have to take a little bit of an extra shot because I can just make like an owl buzz. You're like, oh shit, this game sucks. Like you know when you play like one of those like buzzer games and you yeah. get buzzed. And then you move on from that, and then the same thing with, like, the... Then cutting yourself. Yep. So, I mean... I like the idea. Because I do like the idea these traps were totally winnable, but they were just, you know, too blinded by greed, fear. I think to, even... To see it. So I like that, but at the same time, like, it kind of falls apart, because after the first trap, all those other traps are, like... Clearly, like, yeah, yeah you, you can... I think maybe the... What they should have done with the second trap is just make the tunnels a little bit smaller. Yeah, that would Just have... a little bit smaller, because then you would say, like, It'd oh, be really obviously cramped. it would not be an, an obvious to them that yeah. they could fit two people in until they got in and, like, actually, I guess I could fit another person in. And then yeah. by then it's too late. Or make it, like, cramped. Like, but, like, but, no, you could totally it, tell. Yeah, like... in that trap, it's like people have to run into the back of the cage to get in there, and it's like, okay, that's 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 a they, big cause trap. Because they, they run to the back of that anything. tunnel, and you see the explosion comes nowhere near. But at the same time, you see that like that tunnel from because they're at the very end, and like you're like, wow, that's a that is you know, you got another seven feet in there. Like, yeah, yeah, no one was using their head on that one. So, which <laughs> also doesn't make sense because, um, the one woman collects the keys at the end of the first trap. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, really smart. Yeah, she, she, knows, knows, she knows how to play the game. So, by the second trap, you would think she would just look into the cage and be like, actually, that looks pretty big. I think mean, we can put, like, three people in there, <laughs> and they'll be okay. Not only that, the druggies, because he's being like, oh, oh. They're like, don't close the door, otherwise, like, he'll set the timer off. He's like, oh, I'm going yeah. to close the door. I'm going to close the door. That's the other thing, Because he, like, he doesn't like that people are, like, you know, like, Revealing their past. Well, like, the oh, the closest. Like, like, sh- like, why didn't somebody go up to? And then, like, what happens later in that scene? Like, it all makes no sense because I would have like went up to like smacked them and be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, yeah, calm yourself. Yeah. And not only that, when you have like afterwards and the traps going on, and you had the one guy kind of betray him and like hit him with like a stick, like basically say like this guy's the asshole. He deserves to die here. You have like somebody betray him because like oh they felt bad for him, but it's like. The guy that you just left for dead and that ends up dying in that trap is like, he's the smartest one of the group. You clearly know he's the smartest yeah. one. Yeah. You gotta leave him. <laughs> yeah. That other guy is totally an asshole. Like, he's a cowering, sniver, you know, sniveling asshole. Don't feel sorry for him because he was about ready to fuck you to be get from the get-go. That's right. So. Yeah, and the other thing is that they they inspected that room for a while. So, like, they were just... I don't know what they were doing while they were inspecting. They didn't even have to close the door because they're like, oh, we got to close the door before the nail bombs go off. Leave it yeah, ha- leave not- it almost closed, but not quite. And just and- go to the other side of the room and you'll be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just- and then you'd be like, all right, <laughs> open the door. <laughs> um, Let's see. Yeah, I mean, most of the traps 
are just now bloody for the sake of bloody. You know, they they definitely get and I I don't I don't think I really like the nail bomb aspect of these traps that much. It just doesn't seem very creative. It's like, oh, if you don't get out of this room, nail bomb's gonna go off. If you don't get out of that room, nail bomb's gonna go off. It's not really creative. No. It's not like... And we're in Hoffman learning to make nail bombs. Yeah, he's a cop, but still, yeah. like... It's not like... They, they, they train you, okay, so... Most of the other traps in Saw have, like, you do this, or or you do this, or you don't, and this gruesome thing happens to Ooh. you. You do this gruesome thing, or this gruesome thing happens to you. This one is more like, you do this gruesome thing, or this really non-creative thing happens to you. And you get shoved, you know, you get shot by nail nails, you know. So I think that that's, it was probably one of the more uncreative aspects of the Saw films. Um, I don't know if, I mean, I think the one that, I do remember seeing Saw 5 in theaters and I remember seeing the Saw Blades, you know, the, the, Mm. the Saw where you're feeding through. I remember being cringing, cringing at that one, you know, where you have to. You know, that tender part of your fingers mm-hmm, where you, right. you've got and that little the webbing, webbing mm-hmm. and you got to shove that through a saw blade. That one guy's that stupid. That pretty much fucks. I know, that, but that one guy was stupid. Because like, that one, she's like, oh, we did it. We did it. She like, got barely caught, and the one guy's got caught down like to his fucking elbow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though, is I would probably only shove it in a little bit and then let it bleed. Because you're going to bleed pretty well anyway. Even even if you've only shoved a little bit of your hand in there, I, from experience, I know that you bleed quite a bit, you know, and you don't really need a gigantic gaping like my hand fell apart to 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 fill a, a bucket. So I don't know. I guess that's what he gets for being a trust fund baby. <laughs> probably never, probably never uses a saw in his life. So he's like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest. I that, that's the biggest problem I have with Saw Five though is that that. That whole game, and we already talked about it a little bit, but that whole game is so unconnected from the rest of the film. The, and the and, whole point is like so, like it's like again the connect, like oh, Strom's a killer. And it's like it's yeah, it's 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 so disconnected though. And like, do you think at this point they feel obliged to got to have two th- two? Different, I I do more I than think, one yeah. more than one thing going. Yeah, because on. if you think about like the other saws, um, at the end of the film they always have that like. That like, montage. montage of like, okay, there's this guy and he's coming into a building, and then there's this guy and he's coming into a building. Will they meet together? Probably not. They're in two separate buildings, you know, and they've <clears> got to <throat> have that like twist mm-hmm. where, oh, this guy went to the wrong building. This guy went to a different trap. Well, in this one, they have three different things going on. They've got one guy going into a building, they got another guy going, Strom going into the building. They've got Hoffman going into the building behind Strom, and then they've got a game going on at the same time where it's like splitting all of those three things together. And yeah, I think I think they do feel like they've got to continue to be a little bit more complicated in the ways that they're like splicing all these stories together. But at the same time, Erickson really makes no difference to any of this besides the fact that he needs to come up with how Strom is implicated in the He's a fucking idiot, and he's there to market Bluetooth. That's right. All he's got, he's got his little Bluetooth in his ear. The entire film. The he's entire got film. Bluetooth, right? And he probably falls asleep when it like. And it's not even like they show his other ear. It's constantly that On profile. The blu- yeah, yeah, the the Bluetooth side of the of his profile. 
So, so that was definitely like a marketing thing. It's like, look how cool a Bluetooth is. You can so open, convenient. You can open your flip phone and dial somebody and then talk to them without putting the phone to your ear. Like, how great is that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess at the time, maybe that was cool. I don't remember. I never did have a Bluetooth because, first of all, I was never a business person. Um, there's that when I work at Stewart's, there's somebody that came in every day and they had a Bluetooth on. They're constantly like talking. Were they an asshole? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. they always are. Like no one, no one, no one who has a Bluetooth doesn't think that they're fucking awesome because like someone needs to get a hold of them 24 seven. When I leave work, I'm, I'm like not going to answer anybody that calls me from work. The, the president, so, <laughs> the president should have once he's yeah, walking. Right? Like, exactly. Like, like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm not going to answer anybody that calls me after work. So, but yeah, everybody who has a Bluetooth thinks that someone needs to get a hold of them all the time, and they've got to have it on because they're that important. So, like, there's a scene where Erickson's sitting in his police quarters office with his phone. His office phone next to him, and yet he's still wearing his Bluetooth. And he gets a call on his phone, <laughs> on his cell phone, and he puts it to his ear. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a walking Bluetooth commercial. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. so stupid. I'm so glad that most of those have gone away. I remember like when you used to like get a cell phone. Like, hey, you want the Bluetooth connection? We need to like ten bucks. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put it to my ear instead. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous, but. Yeah, I mean, other than that, Erickson's really pointless to this film as well. And you're right, Saw Five. If we didn't, if we went, I'm, I can't really remember Saw Six, but if we went from Saw Five, or I'm sorry, Saw Four to Saw Six, I don't really think we'd miss anything. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about that in the next episode. I almost feel like after Saw Six, I'd probably be like, well, we don't really need anything after. Yeah, right. Saw Seven. I feel like Saw. Five is like a glorified recap. It's like, look at all the cool things that happened in the past four yeah. movies. Which is what you don't want when you're building in a trilogy. Yeah. You don't want, like, you get your first film establishes what's going on in the second one. Instead of building to the fu- finale, oh, it's a recap episode. And then, then you have the finale. Like, what, like you're eventually you'll be like, we are missing things that were supposed to happen. Yeah, and- I, I think that part of it is because the writing staff changes and there was no, I, I don't think there was a, a solid direction. Like we're going to go from here to here. It was more so like, we're well, gonna so end, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. We're going to end four here. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to come back again for saw five next Halloween. And if you think about it, doing a, a film a year, that's a, that's a lot. Well, I know I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. really quick compa- comparatively. So probably got two months to write it. And right, exactly. You're... You know, that's that's quick. So you know, they probably were like, Okay, we're doing Saw Five, you know, we gotta come up with something. Well, and then you gotta blame Lionsgate for that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. That's a it's it's I would say that's too fast. That's too fast of a turnaround. Yes, you have all the props and stuff, but you've gotta make all the new traps because you're not gonna reuse the same things. That's that's one of the biggest things about Saw is you can't reuse the same traps. And then you've gotta come up with a compelling story. And we see with Saw Five, it's basically repeating Saw Three and Four Three because Saw Three has, oh wait, Jigsaw's not alone. He's got Amanda. Now Saw Five is, oh wait, Amanda and Jigsaw aren't alone. They've got um Hoffman. Hoffman. But we already know that from Saw 4. Right. So, 
Now, Saw... And I think that's one of the big problems you had with Saw 3, too, is that it felt kind of pointless because that was giving flashbacks about how Amanda came to work with Jigsaw. And now Saw 5 is, like, doing the same thing, but just with Hoffman. Mm -hmm. And also, you notice Amanda doesn't show up at all. Yeah. So they felt... I, I don't know if that was something to do with, like, hey, we, you know... She won't, um, uh, what's her name? Wanted, um, uh, what's her, uh, shit, I can't remember her name now. Um, uh, she wanted too much money. Um, is she know. really? No, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating here, but maybe Shawnee Smith, Smith wanted too much money for just an appearance, but they got Danny Glover in here. He's getting too old for this shit. I guess, you know, obviously he needed, you know, he got, he got some money <laughs> he needed for a pay, He needed a payday. He's literally <laughs> in it for five seconds, but still, he he got a little bit of, of screen time. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I don't know how interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have uh, anything else to add? Yeah, because I want to talk about, like, how it all, like, how it sets up to, uh, framing uh, Strom at the whole end. Oh, yeah. So, through Hoffman is basically throughout this, because he, he knows Strom knows something at the beginning. He knows Strom is suspecting him. Um, so, he, like, warns him in the beginning to, you know, back the fuck off. Otherwise, you know, it's not going to end well. Right. So, that's literally from software. Literally the same fucking thing from software. The whole plot of software was, you know based around, you know, don't follow down the rabbit hole. Just stay where you are, and, it'll, you know, good things will happen. Well, Strom doesn't do that. He keeps pursuing it, and he finds, and he connects the dots that it's Hoffman that's behind uh, working with Jigsaw. Because he was the one in Saw, uh, was it Saw 3 or Saw 4, where he, I think it was Saw 4, right? Where he mm-hmm. says... Saw he th- 4. Yeah. Where he says he thinks it's... uh. Somebody else working with Jigsaw, not just Amanda. Right. So, Hoffman, because Straw has been taken off the case by Erickson, which we don't even really know. We know they both work in, in the FBI together, but they don't say, like, he's a superior or anything. He's just like, you're off the case, you know. Yeah. Um. So, you have him taken off the case, which he should have been taken off for medical leave to begin with, because he's fucking stabbed himself in the throat so he could breathe. Right. Um... Then you have Hoffman con- trying to, you know, contact Strom to see what he knows. Strom's not answering, so he knows Strom's kind of, look, you know, going rogue and looking into it himself. So he talks to Erickson and then tries to set things up so it looks like it's Strom behind- that's actually working with Jigsaw and not him. So everything that they basically show you of Hoffman, like he calls Erickson with Strom's phone. To make it look like, you know... And then he hangs up on him, and then Erickson calls uh, Strom's phone, and he gets to, like, his... So, he thinks, you know, he's gone missing, and then he goes to look for him. And he, at the very end, at uh, Hoffman's base, he finds Strom's phone there, and he sees, you know, the two survivors from the game. Yeah. And he he concludes... Oh, it's Strom. It's gotta be Strom. Fucking makes no sense. And yeah. He put, you know, calls it, you know, an APB, an all points bulletin on Strom, because he's the suspect. Fucking, it makes no sense. And not only that, 
at the end, you... Because everyone in this franchise hasn't gotten the fucking idea yet. And I'm sure in the next two films, nobody's going to get the idea yet either. When literally the tape tells you, stay where you are or don't do, you know, and don't do this and you'll live. They don't fucking do it. So it happens to Strom too, where literally Hoffman's jigsaw tape tells him, get in that glass box and you'll live. But if you don't, granted, he hits the, he pauses it so he doesn't listen to him say, or he doesn't. Or gonna die. Full thing. But the tape says to him, "Get in the glass box." Yeah. And because earlier on, as we had in our intro clip, he was told either you know stay put and you'll live, or go out and you'll die. And he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. So. <laughs> so he couldn't resist himself. Um, but he pauses because he hears Hoffman like trying to sneak up on him. And what he ends up doing is he throws Hoffman in the glass box. Like, how is Hoffman going to know that he'll end up throwing him in there? Right. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I mean, unless he, like, just knows that he's going to get in a fight with him and intentionally rolls into the box or something. I, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. So, Hoffman gets thrown in there and the box seals and that's going to cause uh, the trap to be set, which is a uh, compactor. And the, the box is going to, like, sink into the floor and then... Strom gets crushed. Yeah. And that's what happens. And you get to listen to the tape and watch Strom and gory detail get crushed in his bones and the blood splatter on the case against, you know, on Hoffman's face. So it's like, oh, I'm evil. I win. He's like a vampire um, in a coffin. <laughs> but at the same time, so how did, so how after all that happens, which we don't see, but how does after all this happen, does fucking Hoffman show up like, yeah, I found Strom. Yeah, the guy that was working with Jigsaw. Oh, he's crushed now. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that, uh, how that plays out. Yeah. How's that conversation yeah, happen? So, yeah. How do you... And again, the evidence that's like supposed to connect Strom to is so stupid. All that Erickson's going off of is he found his phone there and then that... Fucking Jigsaw's ex-wife says she thinks she's being followed by Strom, even though he wasn't following her yep. at all. He just like you know takes her word. All I can think, all I can think of is like down the line we'll find out. Like, Actually, Jill was involved the entire time. Like she was just was pissed off about her baby being dead too, and so she was actually involved the entire time. And her and Hoffman became lovers or some bullshit. Could be. If that happens, I swear to God, I'll flip a table. You're out. I'm, uh, well, by that point, the series will be over with, and won't even matter if I'm out or not. That's true. We've only got two to go, so. But this film is if I if I was a fan of the franchise, and I went to the theater to see this. I would be out by this point. I would say fuck. I wouldn't even want to see like the night, whatever they do next, because this, like I said, this film has no bearing on like the overarching plot. And the overarching theme and the overarching characters. Nothing happened here. Yeah. Not a single goddamn thing happened. Yeah. Nothing that is set up. No, nothing sets up in this film. Nothing's paid off in this film. And nothing at the end of this film would make me say, like, man, I gotta see Saw 6. Unless after this one, you're like, oh yeah, they add more gore to this one. I can't wait to see him crank, you know. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was at that point. And it was like, hey, it comes out during Halloween, so might as well. I don't remember thinking that, like, Saw 5 or any of those were, like, were, good. like, good. But it was just, like, 
Let's see what they do next. But not only that, not only that they, like, as, like I said before, and we didn't really touch upon, this film takes all the worst aspects of when Darren Lombausman was directing, with the quick edits and the shaky cam and the green lighting and the bullshit. Oh, yeah. Green lighting is, like, pretty much yeah. constant throughout this this uh, film. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It takes all that, like, shit that was driving me insane, like, a little bit in Saw 2, and especially in Saw 3, because that's where it was at, like, it's you know, in the forefront. And in Saw 4, they tamed that stuff down, which made it more enjoyable, and they and they went back to it. And it's like, yeah. I, I, it's like, you, did you not learn? Did you not learn from the, you know? Yep. And so, like, that just makes you even more infuriating. Because that whole pendulum sequence is almost ruined by the fact they use th- that shit there. Because that is a great trap and a great idea. And then it's like somebody had to go and fuck it up in editing. <laughs> I th- I think that um, yeah, I mean I think that this is the weakest by far, the weakest right now in the installment. Um, I even commented on the opening title credits because those are just ugly. Yeah, they switched it up for this film. Yeah. Um, from having the you know the traditional black and white and like the smoke, uh, it's like a tan. Yeah, and then like a. And to me, it looks like a, like a PlayStation One or PlayStation Two like survive like you're going to Silent Hill or you yeah. know like but it's like the knockoff Korean version that <laughs> it's pretty ugly. So I mean, everything about this is very, um, inferior to like the rest of the series, and that's saying something compared to like some of the other films that are not that great, you know? Yeah. So a very inferior version of Saw. Anything else you got? That's about Anything it. else to add? Uh, yeah. I guess I'm just uh, hoping that Saw 6 is a little. comes is, back from this. But it's probably not going to because Strom's not in it anymore, so. And like I said, I think he he was the best part. Like, I thought he was. Uh, I think yeah, I thought he was pretty enjoyable in this. Yeah, but. I think he is too. Um, so. I just, like, I just can't wait to see how they're going to shoehorn fucking Tobin yeah, Bell and. What's going to go on next? Yeah. It's gonna, they're going to have him, like, playing, like, a 10 year old version of himself. <laughs> I know, I know, it just keeps getting more and more convoluted and dropping back on itself to, to show different things. So, so. Wait, Shout out to the that SWAT team, though, for That's right. constantly, you know, working. Pretty much no time off. Those taxpayers are getting their money's worth, you know. <laughs> Ra- raiding a building every hour, <laughs> every hour on the hour. Um, So, we will be back next time. We gotta we- raid it. Oh yeah, we do. You gotta rate it. Out of how out of ten saws, what would you give uh, saw oh, yeah. five? You're just gonna give it ten saws. Not gonna be like ten pendulums or yeah. I'm, I've been. I think I've been doing saws, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. G- ten circular saws. Um, it's a four, and it's close to a three. Ooh, uh, this, all right. Yeah. This was not because now it's not even entertaining. This was a slog to get it through, and this was a. Barely a ninety-minute film. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's probably one of the shortest films in the Saw series. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about the the last two, but I, I don't think that many are below ninety minutes. Um, Saw three was long. That was almost two hours. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I remember Saw four being like a little over ninety minutes, but um, you know what? It looks like the the last two installments um are shorter. Uh, about the same as Saw in, in length, yeah, like like about ninety minutes. Yeah. Well, this was probably because they ran out of things to, to do. To do, yeah. 
Well, this was a, a total slog. So, yeah, a four, a very low four, close to a three. It's, I would not want to watch this ever again. Yeah, it it's it's a tough one for sure. I I think I would give it a five. I don't I don't remember what I gave the other ones, but I think I would give it about a five. So, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens with the next two, because we're coming to the home stretch. We're gonna extend just a little bit out past Halloween, a couple weeks. Because uh, our next episode is gonna be on Tuesday, which would be November first. So we're gonna be, pro or Tuesday or Wednesday, November first or second. Uh, probably, I will, I will say that. I mean, I do have some time off, so who knows? Maybe we'll mm. get something in. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, we'll be back next time with Saw 6, continuing the Halloween series, even if it makes us go off after Halloween. Uh, we will, we'll finish it. We're committed. That's right. We're committed to this. Um, I just have some administrative duties now. Um, we are on... The web as uh, it's um, Blood and Black Rum Podcast dot WordPress dot com. That's our our website. I do post the all of the episodes up on there. Um, so please subscribe to us via WordPress so that you get all the updates. We're also on iTunes, and that's probably where you're most likely to listen to us. Uh, subscribe to us. Give us a nice review on there. Uh, if you don't like us for any reason, please um, please give us an email instead of reviewing us so that we can try to work on anything that you don't like. Uh, our email is bloodandblackrumpodcast at gmail.com. We're always open to film suggestions once we get done with the uh, Saw series. Uh, we have... A lot more work ahead of us besides just reviewing franchises. So uh, any film re- uh, requests that you have, we're open to them. You can also catch us on Facebook, Blood and Black Rum Podcast on there. And um, you can like us. You can you know, obviously post on our wall or send us any messages. We will respond to them. We do have a Twitter. Uh, we don't use it that often, but uh, I am trying to get Martin to use it. Uh, it's Blood N, N as in you know, Nancy, Black Rum Podcast. No, I'm sorry, Blood and Black Rum. That's all it is. Uh, because Twitter limits our characters. So uh, you can tweet us on there. We do, um, you know, tweet stuff and retweet stuff. And we do some some follow Fridays and stuff like that. So follow us on there. Um, we are on pretty much any other podcasting station that you use. So Stitcher, um and some of the other smaller ones, uh, we we have presences on there. So you can subscribe to us on there. If you can leave us a review, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, other than that, uh, you can uh, send us money via Patreon, which is a um, sort of a money lending site that allows you to donate to us each episode so just keep that in mind whatever you pledge you're going to donate each episode so we appreciate whatever you can give and again if you don't want to um donate um an amount every time you we have a uh, episode then you can just send us a paypal uh it's ryanpbarber at gmail.com and that's a one-time payment so we appreciate any donations that you have um and we also thank you for listening and uh We hope to see you next time for Saw 6 and then Saw 7 when we finish out our Halloween series. Have a happy Halloween and we'll see you after Halloween 
for our next episode.